An issue that I think a lot of, I know a lot of Albertans are facing, one that I'm facing right now, as a matter of fact. Can't find a GP, right? Can't get a family doc. Uh, there are about 6 million Canadians right now um, that uh, have told Stats Canada that, yeah, I don't have a family doc. 6 million. That's uh, almost one in five Canadians don't have a family doctor. It's about uh, 15% nationally. Here in Alberta, it's closer to 20% across the board. Um, we've seen an 80% drop, 78% drop in the number of doctors in Alberta currently accepting new patients in the last three years. Go back three years ago, there were 78% more doctors accepting new patients. And there's been a lot of talk, as you know, uh, from coast to coast to coast about fixing this problem, including here in Alberta. But has it gotten better? Not measurably. I don't think any of us are noticing a big difference. Why not? What are we doing wrong? And can we fix this problem? We're going to speak with Anthony Sanfilippo, who's a professor of medicine at Queen's University, recently wrote a piece in the Globe and Mail on this very topic. Um, Anthony, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. I'm happy to be here. So to start, we're talking about family docs here because... Family docs are so important, right? And that, that's our that's our front line. That's sort of our initial interaction with the healthcare system. They're absolutely essential. Um, they're how people get help. They're how they're how diseases get prevented. They're how people keep out of hospital. Uh, they're absolutely essential to the running of the system. Um, and in terms of the things that we we call on them to do, like you say, that's that's sort of the the, the first interaction that we typically have that's where it all starts and wh why are we seeing the shortage there particularly like we're talking about millions of canadians that don't have access to a family doc what are we doing wrong well th there's there's lots of um there's lots of reasons for that the, the, the one that i pointed to in my article was uh, that the, the the pipeline to produce doctors uh is 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 based on the, the uh, paradigm from a half century ago uh, when all doctors did the same thing. And right. today, when you, when you need that same system to produce all kinds of different doctors, uh, it isn't aligned anymore. And, and so the ability to produce enough doctors of the type that are required isn't uh, connected into the pipeline. Um, are, so we're, we're, uh, is it a matter of not producing them, not producing the right? I mean, when we talk about the, that pipeline, how does it work and how does it, you know, come up short? Where does it leave us wanting? Well, um, it, it leaves us wanting in two different ways. Well, one is that it doesn't produce enough physicians uh, of, of all types. And, you know, we, we know about family doctors, but, Shay, there, there are other disciplines that are, that are very short of doctors as well across the country. Um, and, the, 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 and it, doesn't, it doesn't bring in people uh, with any consideration of what the needs are. Uh, so the the, uh, the admission to the practice of medicine is basically admission to medical school. I mean, you have to have an MD in order to practice medicine in Canada, and basically everybody who uh, goes into medical school ends up practicing medicine. So the gateway to the profession of medicine is admission to medical school. And that admission process is, is not based on or responsive to the needs of, of society. Um, we we're admitting people... Uh, to medical school who are bright, incredibly bright, incredibly bright young people who want to be doctors but have not differentiated in, in any way in terms of what sort of doctor they want to be, and there's no uh, consideration of the needs of society as we bring those people in. So 
Is it sort of they make their own decision? Would you like to see a system where we're sort of saying, okay, we're gonna we're gonna increase the number of admissions for doctors who you know stay right off the hop? They want to be family docs. I mean, how how are, how do we change that system so that it does meet the needs of society? Well, one of the things we're doing here at Queens is we started a, a program just this September, uh, which is a integrated family medicine program. So so this program uh, is admitting young folks. Who are, who, who are committed to family medicine. And the program uh, is a program that uh, is a six-year program that results in them becoming family doctors. Uh, so, and that's very different than the standard program. The standard programs that people go into are either three or four-year programs uh, where they then select which of many specialties they want to do. So there's a two-phase process. In this one, these folks are already committed to family medicine. Okay. They're all incredibly academically qualified as well. But they have a preset commitment to family medicine, and their um, curriculum is preparing them specifically for that career. So it's not just in the classroom, it's also in the community uh, and in, this, in the smaller places where family medicine uh, is so desperately needed. No, that seems so common sense. I mean, that just, we've got a shortage of family doctors, let's tailor an education stream to family doctors. Is that happening anywhere else, or is this just at Queen's? Well, this has just started, uh, and it's a. Uh, in addition to getting started with this uh, group of students that are located at uh, our Lake Ridge campus, which is centered in uh, Durham region in uh, Oshawa, uh, west of here, um, it's, it's it's also a proof of concept. Um, it, it's showing that this can be done, uh, and and uh, you know I think uh, I, I, it's yet to to see whether other uh, programs will pick up this model, but it. Um, it's a big deal, you know, in terms of, of being disruptive because it uh, is. It, it's there are a lot of entities, a lot of uh, groups, a lot of institutions that are involved in the process of of training and qualifying physicians to practice in Canada, uh, and they're fundamentally independent. So it's it's hard to to to, to bring change to a process that that's fragment that that is that fragmented, but. Um, but we're getting this underway here at Queen's, and, and we're very hopeful that this will be uh, um, uh, a program that folks can look at. Yeah, that'll be really interesting to watch. Um, whenever we talk about this, I hear from people in the audience about their their kids or you know their niece or their grandkids or whatever. They want to be doctors. They have exceptionally good grades or nurses. I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, but they can't get into school. I mean, the demand is, you know, you, they've got a 90% average, but the competitive average is 94 or something like that. Um, do we need more schools? Will that help? Help. Is that something that we could try and do? Uh, we're getting more schools. So, so there are uh, three more schools opening in Canada. There are going to be 20 uh, in the next few years. Uh, there's been some increase in the numbers of students at each school. Um, so, so yes, numbers will help, uh, but numbers won't help if we um, don't change fundamentally how we tailor education for needs. Right. And as I tried to point out in the article, uh, the, the the numbers just don't work for family medicine as it's currently de- as it's currently um, developed. Um, and and yes, there are all kinds. Of, there, there are we, we get thousands of students every year that are incredibly qualified uh, academically. Who I have no doubt could do medical school. I have no doubt uh, are dedicated that don't get in uh, because we it's so oversubscribed. Uh, there are, I, I, I think there are like 25,000 students who don't get into medical school each year in Canada who are very qualified. 
Uh, so I think if we had opportunities, and I think uh, if you look at those, I think a lot of them would love to become family doctors and and other types of specialists that we're, we're so desperately needing these days. You mentioned something um, in terms of the numbers just don't make sense. I mean, education is one component of it, but if we were doing a good job of making family practice attractive, we wouldn't have the issue where doctors aren't choosing family medicine, right? Are we doing something wrong when it comes to supporting family docs in their careers after they leave school? There, there's, it's, it's lot, there's lots to this issue. Uh, and what I'll consider the practice environment for family doctors needs a lot of thought. As we were developing this program, had opportunity to talk to a lot of practicing family doctors. Uh, and these are dedicated people who are working very hard. And there are lots of issues uh, with respect to how family medicine is delivered in the community uh, that require consideration. Um, you know, there are no solo doctors anymore. It, it's impossible to, you know, to run a practice, to, to, to practice medicine in isolation. We need, uh, they need to work in teams. They need to work in groups that are functioning well, that support them. Uh, they need uh, processes to help with non-medical things that they're required to do. Uh, I, I spoke to doctors that are spending significant amount of their times uh, filling out filling out forms, you know, yeah. filling out forms that, that doesn't require any of their medical uh, training. It's 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 a task. We need to find ways to 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 use doctors to get doctors doing what we need them to do, not things we don't need them to do. Yeah, we hear that all the time. I mean, basically, you're running a small business on top of being a doctor, which which is a lot to ask. It really is. Well, we're we don't we're not bringing in people who want to be small business, right? Yeah. We're, we're, want to be doctors, and they're not trained for that. That's not their interest. Um, and, and, you know, they're doing it, you know, to their credit. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're doing it. They're, they're, they're looking after their practice. They're paying the bills. They're, you know, uh, they're hiring staff. But it's not what they're primarily trained to do. It's not what their love is, and it's not what their patients need them to do. No, you're absolutely right, and that's definitely one of the issues. Uh, thank you so much for being here today, Anthony. Uh, thank you for your time.